thank you so much for taking the time to come on today. Thanks for having me. Um, so we just, we've never met in person, but we just started talking. We have a mutual friend. So Ben, who produces this podcast, has done most of your music videos and you guys are really close friends. Yes, that's right. He's super talented. Um, I just don't even deserve to be in his presence most of the time. <laughs> he would love to hear you say that. I know I talk him up so much on this podcast and he's like soaking it all in. Everyone loves him. He is though. He's so talented and he's, he's kind of the whole package as far as like someone you want to work with. He is like loyal he's on time usually or if he's not he's like I'm gonna you know like stressing out and does what he says he's gonna do and is so talented and yeah he's amazing yeah yes he's an all-around good guy all-around good guy and you are very talented yourself so you're a singer songwriter you play guitar you have a lot of guitars I do. I have a lot of guitars. Yeah. Um, yeah, you are very talented and I am glad that you, you know, took, I'm thankful you took the time to come on and, and talk because, um, you know, I've heard a little bit about you and Ben has told me a little bit about you. I know you're from Ohio and, um, I know that you came out to LA a few years ago and, uh, you know, pursued music and, have made a name for yourself and I know you just had an album come out last year raised on porn and I kind of want to you know later talk about just your writing process and how a few of the songs um that I just thought how did you like come up with these songs and like where did you where did that come from and so um but I would just love to hear your story of like how kind of where you came from and how you discovered that you had this talent and this passion for not only singing and, and playing guitar and about songwriting. And uh, I just can't imagine that that uh, comes easy for most people, but I feel like for you, it probably just is natural. So, um, so I just love to hear, hear your story. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I grew up around a lot of music cause my mom is a jazz vocalist. So Yes, I am from Ohio. Both of my parents uh, grew up in Ohio, um, but my parents actually moved to New York City when I was four. And so we traveled back and forth between New York City and Ohio um, the whole time I was growing up. And then I actually went to high school outside of Philadelphia. Um, But yeah, my mom has been pursuing this music career that she kind of started um, while I was growing up, like she had, she had been doing it before I was born and then kind of gave it up to have a family and, uh, then got back into it kind of like late in her life or later in her life. Um, so and that was really inspiring to me at a young age to see like a woman really like just take life by the balls. Um, and like, you know, just be like, well, I'm going to go do my thing. And, um, yeah. Yeah. It was great. You knew her. I mean, you obviously probably knew growing up that she had this talent and she, you know, sang and everything, but then you knew her as mom probably. And yeah. And, and so then for her to just kind of go back to how she probably was before you were born, that was kind of cool to see. Right. Yeah. I mean, she, there was a whole transformation there for sure. Um, that was kind of beautiful to watch. And, um, you know, she spent some time touring while I was growing up with the Harry James Orchestra and got to go really all over the country and 
like crazy places. Um, so yeah, I guess that, that inspired me at an early age. And I started playing guitar in fifth grade because my brother wanted me to play guitar. Um, so he could solo over me playing guitar. And um, then he was like, well, let's make a rock band. So I was in like this rock band with like these older boys. And I thought I was like Gwen Stefani. And we were like playing shows like when I was in middle school and stuff. And I always tell this story, but like I basically would be like trying to sell tickets to like these middle school kids to like these shows in like downtown Cleveland and Akron on like Wednesday school nights. And they'd be like, no, I have to go to school the next day. Uh, I can't go to downtown Cleveland to your Battle of the Bands. Um, so, yeah, we, we did a lot of that. And, um, and I wrote my first song in seventh grade, um, which was about heartbreak, of course. Um, and it was really corny, but people liked it and laughed at it in a way but like also like they they thought it was like endearing or whatever I guess and you know I liked getting that response from people like I liked making oh I can make something and people will have a direct reaction to that and it makes them and me feel good so I guess you, you know you get off on that or whatever um so the song was called scattered dreams and the last line was, you'll wish you would have stayed back in the seventh grade with me. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess wow. I just kept doing it after that, like, therapeutically in a way. That's so. pretty amazing to have that outlet. And in seventh grade, like, I, I, I hear you. Like, in seventh grade, I thought I was so in love with this boy and like got my heart <laughs> broken and I well you were to... yeah yeah I mean, it's the, like our hormones are so intense then and like our feelings are so much more intense you know because like all those hormones and these chemicals are all brand new in our bodies and they're just surging with like excitement and everybody's like oh, I can't believe she was only 16 when she won that Grammy and wrote that song like about you know famous people but that is when you get your really good stuff. I mean, in, in my opinion, not that yeah. you can't write good stuff as you get older. Of course you do. It's just that those songs to be some of the most intense because I mean, God, teenagers are like terrifyingly intense. Yeah, I know. It's really true. It's true. And, and I think that they just, I think teenagers just love so hard. And so deep because they haven't been jaded yet or, or hurt. And so they just like give it their all. And, and they also, I think need an outlet. Um, and so the fact and like, that's where, you know, some teenagers go one way and some go the other. And so it's very cool that you had this outlet of, of writing and music. Um, so, wow. So you and your brother were really close then it sounds like. And he's yeah. also musically talented, like like you and your mom. Yeah, he is. He um, he actually lives in the Republic of Georgia now, the country, and um, he he still does. He, he does kind of like techno music, and he like DJs, and um, but he's like in commercials now over there. He did he did like this Lowenbrow the beer commercial recently, and he's a cool guy. That's awesome. So it sounds like your family is just really talented all the way around. Well, 
I guess we think we are. <laughs> no, if you're are. if you're delusional <laughs> enough, you just keep going with it. <laughs> so your mom is still doing music as well, and your brother's doing his thing. Yeah, I mean, my mom does like live streaming concerts and stuff still, and yeah, definitely. Yeah. So growing up, like being kind of, it feels like maybe ahead of your time, like or like. I guess a mature in a way, like you already kind of knew, like you want to do music, you were a songwriter, you were kind of off doing your show. So did that, how did that make like socializing and school and all of that? Like, how was, how was that growing up? Um, you know, I, I just, uh, people just knew I was obsessed with, um, playing music and, um, you know, my friends were good about, like, supporting me at shows and stuff. Um, but, you know, I, then I got to high school and I, I was in, like, a live music club where we, like, produced live music events on campus. And that was really cool. Um, you know, it's always been such a big part of my life. Um, but then when I got to college, um, I actually had a bad experience with, like, a manager who, I don't know. I mean, he wasn't, like, horrible or anything, but... Um, I just, I didn't really want to play music as much then um, because I was pre-med and I was like really tired <laughs> all the time. And, um, you know, he's like, well, you know, you got to hold up your end of the bargain. I'm like, well, like, what if I just don't want to play music right now? Like, what's going to happen, you know? Um, but, um, yeah, I guess it turned me off of the music industry a little bit. I mean, there's so many things that turn you off in the music industry, right? Because A, it's very hard to get the notoriety. Like B, um, you know, if you don't get notoriety, you don't really make very much money. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, a, it's a tough business to be in. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I have a lot of like self-doubt all the time, you know, that you have to just work through. Um, but yeah, in college, I was still playing shows until that kind of happened, and um, I just kind of fell out of music for a long time, and I replaced that interest in music and kind of self-expression outlet with fashion, and I wound up going to Parsons, the new school for design, um, to their master's program for a year. Wow. Um, yeah, I know, from pre-med to, like, music yeah. pre-med, like, going to Parsons, I don't know, it I was all over the place, but, um, I actually have a journalism degree and, um, you know, I feel like I've used all of it. <laughs> I was going to say that's, a, that's so interesting. So what, so you knew you were into music as at a young age and you wanted to pursue that. What made you kind of shift into like medical school? Um, yeah. So I thought I would maybe want to go to medical school because when I was in college, I, you know, I have a fascination with, you know, science and um, especially like psychology and, and neuroscience. And um, I just thought, you know, that, that would be something I could be really passionate about, but it would also be, you know, steady and I could actually make a living. Um, so, you know, I think as a struggling musician, you're always like trying to fill the void with something else, right? Like if you can't do music, what else can you do? <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I think for me, at least it always like leads back. Like I can't get away from this. It's like a sick, yeah. um, I don't know. 
That's good it, though. It, it's, I it's mean, an it's, it sounds like it's like it's it's like your destiny, and you you try to like do other things, and then it just keeps bringing you back. Like, no, this is what you're meant to do. Yeah, it's like a, a love affair that you know just keeps coming back, um, and that's a much more positive way of putting it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I you know thought that you know I was going to be doing fashion for a long time because I got a job after my first year at Parsons um, with a fashion and travel magazine out in LA, and that's actually why I moved to LA. And I moved to LA without a guitar, so. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, I totally, like, stopped doing it. But then when I moved to L.A., actually, um, I moved into this building that had so many musicians in it, like, rappers, like, pop artists, whatever. And I made friends with them, like, in the elevator. And they'd be like, why aren't you doing this? Like, you're so good. Like, we love your songs. Um, You should be doing this. Um, So I guess I just, like, listened to them. I started writing, like, crazy in L.A. And it's really because of Ben Shawnee, because he loaned me a guitar. Oh, he did? Um, yeah, to bring it all back to Ben. Um, <laughs> yeah, he loaned me a guitar. And um, I remember just uh, the songs were just, like, pouring out. And um, when that happens, like, I don't know, it's such a rush. And it's lucky. And... Um, yeah, but moving to new places like that and being inspired by new people, that's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's amazing. Um, so how did you and Ben end up meeting when you moved out here? Um, so yeah, I, I had lived in LA for like a few months uh, before that longer term move. And I met him um, with that magazine. Um, I was working for the same magazine he was working for. And um then I moved back to New York because I got a, a bigger job offer. And that magazine was like, oh, okay, well, we're going to get you back eventually. So get ready to move back. Um, so that, that did wind up happening. And, um, and you write for the magazine? Yeah, I was writing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, like travel and then like interviews. And yeah, I got a lot, I got to meet a lot of interesting musicians that way, actually. Um, like Lindsey Sterling, for one, amazing mm-hmm. violinist. Yeah, uh, I love her, yeah. Um, Bibi Rexa. Um, yeah, just a lot of cool people. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah. And then, so, so then to go back to the fashion, so you ended up going to school for that as well. So you, you've done everything, which is amazing. I love that because... <laughs> I feel like along the way you kind of use use it all and with music especially like fashion is a huge part of that as well and so do you still do fashion or what do yeah you know? so I mean like I just have made it a point in my life to try to listen to the lessons and like try to key in on what is being taught to me right now and like you know I think I paid a lot of attention when I was uh, interviewing people, um, especially musicians, and they would say things like, you know, I just never gave up. I just never took no for an answer. I just kept going. And then to me that like clicked something, like switched something in me. And um, I, I realized like, if you actually want to do something, you just can't keep giving up. Mm-hmm. But um, 
As far as fashion goes, yeah, I mean, I'm still interested in fashion as a form of self-expression. Um, and, you know, I would call it more like style, I guess, because fashion has such a negative connotation. But um, I think, um, you know, fashion's kind of materialistic, right, in, in, the, in the normal sense of the word. Um, but there is, it's such an art form too. And what we choose to put on our bodies and for what reason, there's like such a psychological component to it. Mm-hmm. And that really interests me. And, um, I also just like pretty things. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't yeah. hate it. No, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, ben and I started a clothing line during the pandemic and it's more of a, cause I'm a trainer and, you know, we have this podcast. And so with it, we released a little like lounge, lounge wear and like, uh, you know, workout. yeah, and workout clothes. And uh, it's, it's fun. And um, we're just now starting to get into other things like ready to wear. Um, and it's so much fun because I, I feel you. I'm like, I, I don't know if this is kind of what you had in mind when you started doing all these other things like music and then med school and fashion and, and, uh, journalism and everything. But I just never liked the idea of being known for one thing. Um, I did photography full time right out of high school and, um, everyone knew me as like, Oh, you're the photographer. And, and I loved it for a little bit. Um, and then just doing it full time as a job, it kind of became less fun uh, because some days you wake up just like writing, I'm sure, or performing and you're like, I don't feel like being creative today. I just don't want to. But then when you have a shoot or you have a wedding or whatever it is, like you have to do it and people are like, you know, paying you a lot of money to do this. And it's like a wedding, especially you get like one shot at it. You can't mess it up. And I just like, I just became less fun. And, um, and I thought, you know, I don't want to be known for just one thing. So I went off and I tried all these other things. And like, I've, you know, in the last few years learned drums, I really had always wanted to learn. And so I actually hit up Travis Barker on Instagram and I'm like, I want to learn drums and I want to learn from the best. I don't even know if you'll read this, but you know, I just thought it doesn't hurt to ask. And he's like, yeah, come on over next week. and I'll teach you. I'm like, are you serious? Oh, that's so sick. And I'm like, okay. And it was like an episode of Crips. He like opens the door and he's like, hi, I'm Travis. And I'm like, hi. (laughs) It was just like, uh, like one of those LA moments where you're like, I can't believe this is happening. And then, you know, and so we, he was my drum instructor for gosh, like three years maybe. And, Oh my um, God. Yeah. And it was, it was a really cool time. And then like through that at the same point, like around the time I met Ben, I got into flying trapeze and hip hop dancing. And I was like at millennium all the time. And I just, I, it's like, and now like fashion and the podcast, I've always wanted to do all these other things and fitness. And, and I've just always, hated the idea of being known for like one thing. And so that's like what I'm learning about you. I really love that you kind of took all these things that were inside you and you're like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to explore this. And maybe it doesn't work out and maybe it does. But, uh, but I like that, that you have kind of found all these different outlets that you 
that you like in one way or another. Yeah. I mean, I mean, your story is super inspirational and I like that you say, you know, you're, you don't want to be known for just one thing. I think um, for me, I've mostly been more confused. I wish I could say that it was like you and I just knew that I wanted to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just think we never stop learning, you know, and, or, and if you do, like, that's not great. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, we get one shot at life and I think, you know, we should soak up as much knowledge as we can and then uh, try to use it to help people or inspire people or whatever. Yeah, no, I to totally do. agree. To- and thank you. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about now, like the the songwriting, like you said, when you moved here, all the songs <clears throat> just started pouring out of you. Um, so I've listened to a few of your songs and seen some of the music videos that um, I know Ben has shot a lot of them and I think they're amazing. Um, so one of the songs that stuck out to me and I was just, just chose a few that like, if you want to talk about like your inspiration from them, um, that would be awesome. But I heard numb. So where did that inspiration come from? So, um, yeah, a lot of people think that's like about, um, kind of being like numb to the music industry or like numb to music um and I don't know why but yeah I mean like I could get I could get with that I could be it could be that if it's that to them you know Mm -hmm. um but really it came from um a relationship and um starting to just not feel anything anymore um and especially when that person really wants from you but you're not able to give anything emotionally anymore um you've kind of like exhausted your internal resources um so that's what that was about um in the most general sense i guess um yeah yeah i really i i like it a lot and i think that a lot of people can relate and that's kind of how i took it was a relationship um and yeah i just how is it easy for you to sit down and just and just write? Does it just kind of uh, come natural to you when you're going through something? It's like writing in a journal. I picture it, and like you just yeah. writing, and it makes you feel better. Yeah, it's exactly it. like that. Especially because you know when you write something, you're really you can take something that's so negative, like the way you're feeling or whatever, and turn it into something really cool and yeah. positive so it's like great to have that ability to transform something mm-hmm. um and then you know even if you had a really negative experience with something you can still look back and say well i, well, I wouldn't have that song if it wasn't for that so i'm glad that happened mm-hmm. um so yeah that's that's a really great thing about writing and yeah it definitely is a therapeutic thing for me um usually it starts with like a chord progression and then I will like hum until I think of lyrics for it. Oh, that's amazing. See, I wish I had that ability. I don't like, you know, there's so many things that go in my head and I'm like, you know, with whether it come, I don't know, like, but it's for, for me at least, it's really tough to actually get it down 
on paper. Like when I was younger, I remember thinking, I wish I could write poems or something because I needed some sort of like outlet. But for me, it was painting because I couldn't, um, I could paint. Uh, and I think I was pretty artistic as a kid. Like I did a lot of um, like ceramics and all these different um types of like painting like on canvas and stuff but like to have that ability and to come so natural to just like you know pick up a guitar and like come until something comes to you and then have that be so therapeutic uh I think that's amazing um yeah yeah so I also want to talk to you about uh good behavior and I love or yeah Good behavior, and I I love the the music video. I actually love it. Yeah. So how did that uh, how did that work? So yeah, good behavior. Like that was written a little differently because um, Dante Jukel, who co-wrote that with me, showed me the um, beat he had created. You know, and of course, the beat includes like chord progressions and everything. And he showed that to me in the studio, and I was like, oh yes this is everything and um I want to do something with this so like we just sat down and I just like started you know improvising on what he showed me and came up with the melody pretty quickly and um I knew it I knew it was sexy you know like and I was kind of just thinking like it's gotta be something about like can I get out on good behavior, like using like your sexuality as a tool, like almost, but like in a positive way. Um, and yeah, we wrote that really fast. Um, and uh, all the haters would be like, yeah, I can tell you wrote that fast. <laughs> but, no. um, oh, I like it a lot. Yeah. I really like it. I love it. And uh, it's a fun song, you know, and we had so much fun writing it. Um, it was the thing about writing with other people is you have to be so comfortable with them because you're just like putting yourself out there. You're like, I'm going to have this come out of my mouth. And if they think it's shitty, like I have to be okay with them saying, no, that sucks. <laughs> you uh, know? But yeah. not that anybody ever does that to me because I only have good ideas, but um, <laughs> no, but like, you know, you have just to be so uh, secure with that person yeah. and you both have to get really vulnerable. You yeah. You yeah, both have to yeah. get very vulnerable and um and then be honest with each other if you if you like it or not. Yeah. Um wow, that's amazing. And be sensitive. If you don't like it, you can't just like nah, that wasn't good. Yeah. So true. Yep. Um so you were in LA for a few years and now you're back in where, Ohio? Yeah, I'm in Cleveland right now. Oh, in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is, I know that you released an album last year. You're working already on releasing a new album, which is very exciting. Um, so what is it that you are, like, looking forward to in this next year and this new album? Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I mean, this album kind of, like, explores more, like, mental health things, um, that album is called Everyday Existential Crisis. And I mean, we already talked about my life and, um, obviously it's like an ode to not knowing what you're doing or not knowing if you're on the right path and waking up every day and feeling like that and wanting to change it or 
or not knowing if you should change it. So, um, yeah, that's mostly what it's about. And I'm excited to share it with people. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that. I mean, there are days where I think even the most secure people wake up and, you know, and the most, um, uh, you know, successful people wake up and go, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, I mean, I, I had clients this morning, they have everything. I mean, they have a mansion in the hills and a helicopter and a jet and cars and, you know, everything. And, um, sometimes they have those, you know, like this morning, like, I don't know if this is what I'm meant to do. <laughs> like, like really, yeah. but, but I think that that can relate to, I mean, everyone can relate to it because I think as humans, we have so many things Choices. that we could be doing. Yeah. And be, like you said, like life is short. We get one shot at it. <sighs> like some days I wake up and I think, should I just give it all up and travel? Should I just like go be a hippie and like backpack through Europe and like not care about security, you know, like the security of like a job and money and an apartment and health insurance. I'm like, sometimes I want to just say screw it and like go like, what is life really about? Like, like, what are we meant to do? Like, are we just going to work until we die? Like, that's so, so depressing. And so I, yeah, I, I like, I look forward to hearing this new album because I think a lot of people, no matter who you are, can like, feel like when they wake up, like, should I be doing this? Should I not? Should I just stay here? Should I, what should I do? We have so many choices. So yeah, absolutely. I love your fantasy, by the way. That's really cool. Um, I think yeah. sometimes I just want to thank my own death. and Or actually, you know what? Being part of the Witness Protection Program would be so great. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> just <laughs> starting all fresh yeah. with the government's permission. It would be yeah. great. <laughs> I know. It would be great. Just move to a different country. You could completely start over. No one knows you. You can come up yep. with whoever you want to be. And just start exactly. out. Yeah, yeah, I think that's an amazing idea. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed talking to you, and I'm really looking forward to your new album. You want to tell everybody where they can find you um, and your music? Yes. Um, if you just type in Madeline Rosine, R-O-S-E-N-E, you can find me on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, and all the other places on the interweb. Yes, awesome. And then do you know when your new album is, is coming out yet? Um, no. <laughs> um, probably at the end of the summer. Awesome. Well, we look forward to hearing it. Thank you so much, and I hope to meet you in person. You have plans to come back to L.A. anytime soon? Yeah, I'll probably be there in June. Okay, awesome. Well, we'll have to get Ben, um, and I'll go out. Hopefully by then everything is like sort of back to a little some more sort normal. of normalcy and yeah. I, I feel it's getting there. I see the light. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. A little yeah. more normal. Gyms are open. Restaurants are open. I'm like, okay, we're good. Yes. All right. Well, I look forward to meeting you and hearing your new stuff. Take care and I'll see you soon. Thanks, Morgan. Thank you. Bye.